Hey, how are you? This is Harrison Barron, your host of the Brutally Honest Podcast. I am the Brutally Honest. Uh, am I Brutally Honest? I don't know. I like to think I am. But I'm your host of the Brutally Honest Podcast. Uh, on today's episode, I have a phenomenal guest. But before we get into that, uh, like I said, in the beginning, less than five minute intros. This one's probably going to be a little quicker. Uh, but I just, I love you guys. I really do. And and I love talking to you guys. You guys you guys really do make me so happy. And, I, and it, it, real, it sounds so stupid. But I get messages from you guys saying these wonderful things. I really do appreciate it. So thank you so much for all of that. So I don't really have any sponsors on today's uh, show, but I will say that I am hosting a webinar on March 19th at 12 o'clock. If you guys want any information or anything like that, go check out harrisonbarron.com. That is my new business that I'm forming uh, or have formed. And that show or show that that will be teaching people uh, a bunch of different things, how to start up. Uh, actually, my next course is going to be how to start a podcast, but right now uh, how to use LinkedIn and stuff like that. So that is all that. Um, and that's really it. If you guys want, follow me, Harrison underscore Baron. If you guys want to follow any of my stuff, go check out the Brutally Honest podcast on literally everything. All right. That's it. I love the hell out of you guys. Thank you guys so much for being here on today's episode and listening. I was going to say listening with me, but you're not really listening with me. Uh, we're just going to partake in this activity together because I'm going to speak and have a great conversation and you're going to listen. But together, it's a team effort because if you're not there to listen, then then I don't have a show. So, yeah, we just went deeper right there. But uh, that's pretty much it, guys. I love the heck out of you guys. Thank you so much for being here, like I said. And uh, you guys are going to love this one as much as I did. do Did because it's in the past, but I do because he's a great guy. So that's it. My guest today is my friend David Alto. He is from, uh, I believe, Washington State, uh, very far away from where I am over on Long Island, but just a super swell dude, knows his stuff. I was going to curse, but he knows his stuff. He's just a he's just a swell guy, knows his stuff, knows how to use LinkedIn, knows how to help people get jobs and all that kind of stuff. Just, you know, it's for a guy like me, there's nothing more exciting than seeing people that actually know what they're doing. And this man, David Alto, is that man. You know, there's no there's no hidden agenda. There's no, no, he's literally there to help people, to teach people, to make people better versions of themselves, to write them a better resume, give them better opportunities, right? That's just, that's the man. So I don't want you guys to think like, oh my God, like, what am I getting myself? No, today's, today's podcast is a great podcast. So without any further ado, please welcome my friend, David Alto. Hey Dave, thank you for uh, joining me today on this. Um, not it's, it's a cold day here on Long Island. It's a cold oh, day. No, uh, no it's. Uh, I guess it's not. Uh, it's seasonably warm here. You're uh, in uh, Ohio. Close enough. East uh, Washington State. Oh, Washington State. That's right. That's, I was like, I know he's not Cali. I was like, I know, but he's not like dead center either. And I was like, oh, what did he say? So. Um, Good stuff, man. Well, thank you for coming down. So I guess before we get into uh, the, the deep dive here, 
tell people a little bit about what you do and, and how you do it because I love seeing coaches out there working. Sure. Uh, so I guess you could call me uh, resume slash LinkedIn coach. Sure. Uh, you know, uh, providing, you know, mentorship, providing, you know, interview prep. Uh, kind of the kind of the hot topic is, you know, the resume scanning software. Sure. Uh, people have an amazing resume, but then guess what? Um, it doesn't match enough to that job. So guess what? All the talent in the world. <laughs> Email, get that nice rejection email saying sorry you know we've decided to move on so uh, i've been trying to educate everybody on that giving little tidbits of free advice did it today did it last couple days on linkedin sure again give little tidbits of advice so people don't struggle as much no it it, that's you know i look that comes right down to what i do for a living you know add that value constantly over it like i'm putting together right now this beautiful webinar that i'm literally going to give away totally for free people can come in watch the whole thing they'll learn how to clean up their profile they'll learn how to make some sales make some connections things like that and uh it's it's cool so you know it's like just that constant giving and then if people want to take it and, and run with it they can take it and run with it with it it is fun to give back of course you know yes we get business from it okay of course but but genuinely, when you give back, again, it's just it's it's amazing the people that you meet and help. And I remember because it, it wasn't that long ago, and I'm sure, sure. we'll get to today's call. But <laughs> I can remember being that person needing that help, and there were plenty of people there. Sure, I think I think everybody needs. You know, I, I would I would venture to say that everybody needs help at one point or another, but. I think the the one thing, the most beautiful thing I think that the internet has, has created is people are realizing, especially with a lot of these influencers today, is you don't need to do everything, right? I was thinking about this actually on my way pulling in where my parents, the, the old school mentality is, you know, hey, if somebody says, you know, do you want to do this work? You say yes. And now I actually say no all the time. Like, that's my favorite. I can't, I love saying like, no, I don't do that. No. They're like, what do you mean? I don't know this. This is the section of people I help out of this area. That's right. Right. And uh, so, you know, it's funny. I was just like, you know, cause I, t- I turned somebody down the other day. They're like, Hey, can you do this? No. He's like, what, what he goes, but it says it here on your website. You can, I go, yes, but I can't do a good enough job in what you do to be successful. And I don't want to make you look bad. And I don't want to take your money. That's right. And, uh, it's crazy. It's weird. It, it is because it is different. Uh, it, it is hard to sometimes just say no. And you leave it at, you don't explain yourself just no. And then they, of course they, at the end, they, they ask those questions. I remember uh, not too long ago. Somebody said, hey, can you send me a sample of a resume for an engineer that you recently did? And I said, no. And they go, well, how am I supposed to know if you're going to do a good job? And I go, ask your doctor that that's going to provi- you know, perform heart surgery on you, right? You know, again, you would assume that if they're a doctor, if they're a roofer, I know you're mm-hmm. going to interview people. That's what the interview process is for. And you can interview doctors, right? Yep. Same thing. If you know, you interview. Yeah, if you give the guy the resume, you gave him half of the work. Oh, I know. I, and I don't think that he was leaning towards that. Sure. Uh, again, just get some 
had some strange requests sometimes. Oh, I believe it. I, I, one of my good buddies actually has been on the podcast before, this guy Ron Reed, and um, he, he's a CPRW, certified professional resume writer. And it's, you know, he's like, oh, it's like I had my resumes too big and people were copying them. And then, you know, it, the word was getting back to me saying, hey, you know, why are you distributing the same resume over and over again? And it's like, what do you mean? He's like, I don't do that. People are like, I see the exact same resume right here on your website with just the names of the, the, the places of employment changed. He's like, people are stealing the resume off of the website. Crazy. Blew my mind. It happens. I believe it. Look, there's, yeah. there's, uh, what is it? It's, uh, duplication. Duplication is the, is the purest form of flattery. No, uh, um, you know what I'm talking about. Oh. Yeah. Um, I can't. It'll, it'll come to us in the next. Imitation. Thank you to my buddy Sean Sigal. <laughs> Imitation is the uh, purest form of flattery. So, um, but cool, man. So tell people how you got into it because this is, this is pretty unique. All right. So let's, we won't go back. We won't go back too long, but we're going to go back to February 2019. Okay. Don't worry. They didn't get oh, that, that All right. A year ago. Yeah. A year ago. So. Uh, I've already had a I've had a LinkedIn profile since 2012, but uh-huh. uh, the, uh, I was un- unemployed during that time, so that's when I created it. But anyway, so 2012 <laughs> or excuse me, 2019 February, um, the company that I used to work for uh, not too long ago, uh, <laughs> we were gonna sell, we were not gonna sell, we were gonna franchise a bunch of locations, you know, sure. it was just up in the air, and you know, always. What? I am not going to be, I want to be prepared. So I went back on to LinkedIn uh, and I started learning all the wrong things to do on LinkedIn. Oh, goodness. Oh, yes. I contacted recruiters. I stalked them, you know, nicely stalked them, of course. Uh, I stalked them. I sent people my resumes, did, I learned all the wrong things. I agree with the first one. It's good to message recruiters, but the other two, I don't know if I agree with. (laughs) So anyway, I started, I started just doing all the wrong things, right? Well, anyway, uh, people would night, there were a bunch of nice people giving people on LinkedIn that gave me some advice. And so give me some advice doing this, doing that. Um, and then, um, I, I messaged somebody at an employer that I want to apply for a job through and I messaged him and cause he worked there. I messaged him on LinkedIn. And he provided some insight. And then we went back and forth. He goes, let's just get on the phone. We got on the phone for like five minutes. And he goes, you know what? You're a cool dude. Let's meet for coffee. Mm-hmm. We met for coffee. Uh, a month or so later, uh, he emailed me and said, there's a position open that you would just crush it. Something similar to what I was doing, but uh, less travel. And sure enough, I got an interview. Then I got another one, another one. And then um, this was actually through Amazon. Um, and Amazon, I finally, the one day I had four one-hour interviews back to back to back to back. Oh, my God. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. In this, uh, they call it an office it, with like a half desk. with It's like a janitor's closet, you know, right? And so I was- Billion-dollar company, and that's where they put you. Oh, trillion, yeah. sorry. Trillion. Oh, yes. Yes. No water. I thank God I brought my own. But anyway, uh, so- That's crazy. Anyway, I, so I, did, I didn't get the job. Okay. But I learned, I learned a key lesson, you know, you contact people on LinkedIn doing similar roles, right? Well, anyway, uh-huh. okay. So I didn't get the job um, on LinkedIn, sharing some of my stories recently didn't get that job. A gentleman by the name of Corey Warfield, 
um, owner of uh, Shed Wolf. Um, he is very active on LinkedIn. We connected. He said, pick up the phone. We're going to talk on you know, this day at this time. And I'm thinking, oh my God, you know, how is this influencer, right? Why, sure. why, is he, why does he want to, you know, connect with me? So we talked on the phone. Uh, I shared with him some things that I was doing currently then. Uh, I was volunteering at my local unemployment office doing resume um, help, uh, LinkedIn kind of really rudimentary people that don't even have a LinkedIn profile. And I, I was volunteering and I, I so enjoyed that. It was so just amazing after class, they come out to me asking me for additional, you know, questions Sure. and not getting paid. But again, I had so much fun doing it. I shared that with Corey, shared the, you know, not getting the job at Amazon. Right. And, you know, he's like, I'm glad you didn't. You're going to do some different, you know, some better things. Keep sure. What you're doing on LinkedIn. I did a 30 day video challenge. Um, with a, with a bunch of people posting video uh, every day for 30 days on LinkedIn. Uh, I went, How'd that work out for you? Well, I went for 70. Oh my God. So it must've been pretty good. It was, but I, I have to admit the last three days, uh, cause I still remember this. The last three days, my wife would have to be like seven or eight o'clock at night. Hey, you haven't shot your video yet today. I'm like, Oh my God, no. You know, I just, I finally got over it. Now I still post video, but maybe it's every other day or every couple days, or just if it's every day for a week or whatever, it's just because I want to. Sure. Um, but I learned so much about myself, not shooting video, um, but but when you share, you learn. And man, I tell you what, that was that was phenomenal. That was a great thing for my development. Um, then what I started doing is, and I've I've written resumes for a long time for people, giving people you know advice, part of just. Um, the, the the careers that I've had in, in my life. And um, so I started giving away, you know, LinkedIn advice, resume advice on LinkedIn. Um, and I gave it away for free mm-hmm. for months and months and months until, you know, somebody said, Hey, I want to pay you. And I'm like, nah, that's okay. And he's like, no, I'm paying you. And then ever since then the light switch, you know, flipped and I started charging people uh, sure. after that. And then uh, December 13th, so not even a month ago, I left my uh, uh, corporate job to do this uh, full time. Hey, congratulations, man. Thank you. That's, what's it like? How do you feel? Well, in my role, my previous role of district manager, you know, I, you know, worked remotely kind of anyway. I mean, I, yes, I traveled in between stores and I have a very rural area, so I drive an awful lot. So I'm, man- I'm used to managing my own time, not having a boss over my shoulder all the time, uh-huh. email and phone. But um it feels very good. I mean, I'm still working a lot of hours just because that's, that's me. That's what. Yeah. But you're, it's because you want to, Darn not right. because you have to. Darn right. I still remember what uh, last week my wife and I wanted to go see the new star Wars movie. I didn't have to wait until I got off work. Right. We went and saw it in the middle of the day. I went yesterday in the middle of the day and it was, it was packed. I didn't realize I totally forgot. Yesterday was a holiday. Yeah. And uh, that's the, that's the other funny part. I don't look forward to weekends or holidays anymore. No. Every day is uh, a holiday. <laughs> every day is a holiday. Every, every day is a holiday. Except for, you know, I thought with Christmas and the New Year's, I thought business would be a little bit slower, but no. Ramp it up. I, yeah, I mean, it's still, you know, getting, getting strong. So, you know, but it was tough. I mean, because I didn't just flip the switch and just quit. You know, mm-hmm. my car. Uh, uh, I, so for about three plus months, I was doing full, my full-time nine to five job, which isn't nine to five, it's more 55 plus hours a week. Sure. And then still making time 
sure. not finding it because it didn't exist, but I made time to still do this because I had to prove like like prove the concept. Like, can this work? Sure. And I go, you know, full time with this. And, you know, I had to turn down work just because ran out of hours in the day. And so I knew I was getting enough work and it was continuing to build that mm -hmm. I finally gave my boss five week uh, notice enough time to find and train my uh, replacement. And uh, yeah. So that's crazy, man. It's so, yeah, I've been out on my own now for, I'll be, it'll be two years actually, I think officially in about a month and change. And, uh, it's, it's weird and it's amazing because one, I, I'm my own boss, right? And people are like, Oh, you're, you're your own boss. You go always take off. I'm like, of course I could always take off as long as I don't have a meeting. But if I take off every day, I don't make any money, right? So, you know, I'm still in the process of hiring and building out, you know, building my online course and stuff like that. But so, so there's that. And then it's, but on the flip side of things, I'm like, oh my God, like I don't have to be up at, you know, 7 a.m. and I don't have to be in my seat at 8.25 because if I'm there at 8.30 and somebody's going to lecture me and then I'm like, oh, if I don't want to go to that event, I don't have to go. I'm not representing anybody but myself. If I don't want to go and it's not going to make me happy, I just don't go. It's, you know, it's mind blowing. So there's so many, and then it's like, oh, you know, I just let, I just let my dog out. Right. I, I, I went, let the dog out, hung out with him for 15, 20 minutes, grabbed, you know, grabbed lunch on the way back, ate real quick. I don't have that. Like, oh my God, uh, uh you know, uh, 59 minutes and 90, you know, and 59 seconds, you know, Oh, you know, Oh my God, I got to be back in my seat in four minutes. Otherwise I'm going to get yelled at. Oh yeah. I think there's, you know, it, if you're going to work remotely or work for, you know, you know, work for yourself uh, again, it takes a certain discipline that not everybody, you know, I think everybody can do it, but everybody chooses not to or whatever. Sure. And, you know, I'm lucky enough that, uh, that my wife has worked remotely from home for a very long time. So, sure. and, you know, we, we both manage uh, that part of our, our lives well. And, but, but it is funny because, um, you know, now I'm starting to get some of the same uh, comments that my wife's friends tell her well wait a minute aren't you just working for home can't you just take off it's like no it's still got work to do just like you were just like you were saying i think some people just don't understand or don't think it's a real job just because you're if they don't do it they don't understand that is that is 100 you know i come to the office every day if i don't come to the office i bring my laptop home i'll work you know that is the other flip side i do work like every day but i also enjoy what i'm doing so it's like, yes, it's theoretically work, but on the flip side of things, it's everything I want to do. So it's like, it's this like weird blend of stuff. And then, you know, and then you try to explain to somebody and they're like, what? I'm like, no, I don't get a paycheck. I just, you know, I just write myself money whenever I, you know, if I need it and I just write, you know, and then I claim my taxes on and stuff like that. And they're like, huh? I go, they're like, well, I was just laying in bed every day. I go, because if I lay in bed every day, I'm not going to make any money. And then I'm going to have to get a job. I had to try to explain my, my to my 95, or not 95 yet. She's 90, my 94-year-old mother uh, that I was going to work, you know, for myself. 
Uh-huh. She goes, well, then, you know, how are you going to get money? Well, I tried to explain to her, right? I mean, you know, she doesn't have a laptop. She doesn't have a computer. She doesn't have a smartphone. Sure. She's got a home line, a hand, uh, you know, landline. That's oh, goodness. Anyway, uh, so I had to try to explain to her. Well, she goes, well, how are you going to get paid? Well, my clients. Well, how are you going to, how are they going to contact you? And then I, I got to stop there because, you know, she doesn't get any, uh, you know, social media or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, said, I just said, don't worry. I'll be okay. oh my god that is so funny yeah it's some people just there's there's an abundance of wealth out there that people don't realize and if you don't know to look out for it and you know you don't know what you want you'll never find it no that that's correct and you know kind of talking about my you know kind of backstory of you know how i how did i get here Uh um again I didn't look to go find doing this. I found through talking to others, learning and sharing, and just again, leveraging some of my strengths. I, you know, I found that LinkedIn was a great place for me to gain a lot of knowledge and share. And then mm-hmm. of course, then it just kind of snowballed from there. Sure. And um, again, anybody else that is attempting to do this, I mean, people ask me, well, how do you know, David, when to, you know, quit? And I go, it, it, it's just, it, it, you it don't, just, it just it happens. Just happens. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, but you know, other people were telling me, they, they said, Dave, don't worry. You'll kind of know. And then you'll really know. And then you'll really, really know. And, you know, I started to, I started to feel it a little bit, started to, started sure. to, and then, and then again, when I, I could feel when the nine to five was actually hindering, you know, uh, because I, you know, listen, in 2020, I might make what I made, you know, in my previous role, might, or I might mm-hmm. come close and that's okay if I don't. Um, but there's so much more potential and you talked about and the, well, that and the quality of life just goes, Yes, even if you are working every day, like, I mean, I've worked literally every day since the 13th and before that, um, <laughs> you know, maybe, maybe, you know, yesterday was only for an hour or two or maybe on Christmas. Yeah, you know what, you know, you're not putting in an eight, nine, 10, 12, 14 hour day every day, but you're checking emails, making sure nothing's getting through the cracks, all that kind of stuff. Brick falls out, put the brick back in, slap some water in it. Yeah, and I don't think people, you know, realize there's, I mean, there, there's, there's always something we can do. Follow up on a client or, you know, again, always. behind the scenes, just because everybody's asleep or whatever. Sure. Uh, you know, uh, again, um, and again, yes, it is so rewarding. Like we have a um, vacation coming up in April. And it's, a, it's a ways away, but, you know, I know that I want to finish everything you know up and close to that because you know on vacation i'm only gonna maybe respond to some proposals or whatever but i ain't gonna take yeah. calls or whatever but how long are you going away for um eight days nine days okay nice i'm doing i'm doing 11 i think 11 10 or 11 in february okay and you know but you know that you know that i don't want to come back with you know no business either so that's why maybe a couple little you know Proposals, real quick, while I'm, you know. Yeah, proposals, a couple video or two. That's oh, oh yeah, I got it. Yeah, I mean, uh, <laughs> when we went to uh, Hawaii in September, I was still shooting video uh, almost every day because uh, I mean it doesn't take very long. Doesn't take long to edit. Yeah, it takes two three minutes. Yeah, and then boom, there you go. But that's still that's uh, that's fun to do, and people 
don't mind uh, you, you know, sharing. Um, and you know, that that's the neat thing about at least LinkedIn for me mm -hmm. um, is you don't have to have the perfect video. You don't have to be perfect. If you screw up or you cough in a video or whatever, I don't edit my videos. Mm -hmm. I, I, might, I might add a couple little, uh, you know, pretty little things on them if I want uh, or add some closed caption text. But if I really screw up, I just delete it and start over. But I don't have the time to really finite, you know, just edit, edit, edit. Yeah. If I was putting some, you know, uh, presentation together or something that I really needed it to be spot on, that's fine. But, you know, the LinkedIn community is very giving and forgiving. You know, mm -hmm. again, it's really about the uh, content that sure. And I think that's what I learned the most about from shooting those videos is it doesn't have to be perfect. It just have to, you just have to be you and you be unique. And, and you got to give good value. Yes. And you never be try to be emulate anybody else other than you you can you can like some things that other people do and maybe you you know you intertwine it into what you do but don't ever try to be anybody else you just try to be just be yourself and that really resonates sure people. they can they can see the fake people out there by the way on your last video what did you use to stabilize your phone do you have a phone stabilizer yes uh, game changer that was actually a peer of mine um, while I was at my last corporate, uh, you know, uh, my corporate job, uh -huh. I saw one of my videos and goes, Dave, you know, your hand's shaking and not because I'm old. It's just because. That's oh, you can't, it's, it's not perfect. And that little, no. little camera accentuates it so much. And I ain't that old for my handshaking yet. But anyway, um, so yeah, no, I went out and uh, bought a gimbal, and that's a yep, it's a stabilizer. I think it was 130 bucks. Yeah, well worth it. Pays like you know 180 or whatever. It takes a while to kind of get used to, but it is yes. I mean, it is just amazing. It just makes it that much. So just Do you have the one on the telescope, telescopic uh, neck. Uh, no, uh, I have a tripod okay. that I keep attached okay. and I use the tripod because then I, I fold up the tripod, but still have it attached. Sure, it sure. An extra, you know, couple inches. Yep. Little uh, to get it out there. What do you use to edit your videos? What I use to edit them? Yeah. So there is a program. I love learning. It's, I'm asking. It, it's yeah, sure. simple and easy to use. V-E-M-E dot L-Y. Um, it is super easy. You, you know, um, you got to pay a little bit for it, but it's well worth it. Um, monthly fee. Anyway, uh, you, you know, capture the video and then you do the closed caption on it. And this one comes close to getting all the words right. Comes close. And I okay. I talk fast. So some, most of the time it gets the words right and you can, and if it doesn't, you can go edit it real quick and then, and then you can add, you know, different bars on I'm, top. I'm downloading it. I'm, I'm listening. And I, I used about two or three before that, this one by far, once you figured out, at least for me, it took me a little, a little trial and a little painful there for a little while. Um, but once I figured it out, I mean, it <laughs> maybe from when I upload it to when I'm done might take me a couple minutes to... To, to edit it it's it's that's what i stress with a lot of people because you know I'm, I'm in the technology business you know even though it's websites and people are always like oh you know i need this or you know oh i want this or oh i want this and i'm like i'm like stop focusing on this and worry about this right I, you know 
I can I can find you the best software in the world to run your business, and and it's proven to make your business a million times more efficient. It's like the gym. If you don't use it, you're not going to get any results anyway. You're just going to pay every month for it. That's right. I, I I tell people I use these things now, but for for months I didn't use anything. No close, you know, no text, no closed caption, no uh-huh. no stabilizer, no nothing. Why? Because then I was learning about me and what kind of content I did. Then, if you want to introduce things into there, like again that gimbal and those and that software then you can but i always tell people you know if you're gonna wait to get it perfect you'll never post video period oh my god i have i have that's the biggest hurdle i have with my clients is is if you're you have to be willing to at least try to get over your fear everybody has this innate fear of um putting themselves on video and stuff like that but everybody's so terrified of like their peers that are going to apparently tear them up which is never the case ever I, you know only my wife will tell me sometimes something and she's just you know looking out for me right sure. nobody nobody else is and to be honest we're all so unique and, and again nobody just I, I so even now that I've been posting video, I mean, I don't know how many hundreds and hundreds of videos I've done now, right? Mm-hmm. I've been at least 70 for 70 days and I, I've done, so I've done hundreds, but it's still weird for me to hit that record because I am not, I, I'm not on the phone with somebody. I'm not, you know, uh, zooming with somebody or whatever. Not because you can't see the person. Yeah. It's just so different. Sure. But, but it's, so it's still weird for me. And then I, I get people that say, well, Dave, it doesn't look weird. Well, I'm just saying. So even though, I mean, we're talking about there's some actors and actresses, right? They, before they get on stage or they shoot a scene, right? They're, you know, in the bathroom, you know, you know what? Because they're puking or something like that because they're terrified. Right. They yeah. Are, we are all, we all have something, right? So again, just literally post but i got friends that i know could post some really great stuff sure but dave i want to wait until this i want to wait just like new year's resolutions oh do something start in december don't wait till january 1 when everybody else is doing it or somebody says you know i'm gonna start this on a monday Mm -hmm. monday no you just do you do you do today today yeah yeah that's 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 how it has to happen because if it doesn't happen like that you know if everything's always oh in the future i'm going to do it or i'm going to do it down the road i'm going to do it down the road you're never ever ever going to get where you want to go you know people oh did i lose you no i'm still here oh no i I thought i couldn't hear um People, when when I talk to people, and I'm just I'm perusing your your LinkedIn right now, um, people have this idea, and I think it's a super self limiting belief because they they do like those those like um, like reflections where they're like, hey, where was I in the past? And they say, okay, great, a year ago I was here, right? A year ago I literally, you know, I was in my first year of business, I was like still like learning everything and stuff like that, and really didn't I, you know still super new and then now it's like you know another year later i've come eons but then it's like people look at that like look at how much progress i made and then 
they're like, oh, you know what? They want to be 10 times further in one year, but they don't act like they want. They, oh, I'll do that tomorrow. Oh, I'll get to, to uh, you know, I'll get to it tomorrow. You got to do it today so that way you could accelerate those goals faster. Yeah, I don't, you know, in, in, my, in my previous nine to five job, my, my bosses have always prided, always said, Dave, we appreciate you don't dwell much on the past. Meaning if we had a bad week, bad month, bad whatever, right? Okay, you know, in, in the retail world uh, that I was in, if we had, I don't dwell on it much. We discuss it, mm-hmm. but even if, even if it was good, who cares? If it's sure. bad, mediocre, who cares? I live in today. Sure. I figure out what I'm going to do today. What do I want to accomplish today? What do I want to learn today? That gets me, you know, maybe the goals I want to reach. And it's good to have goals. Mm-hmm. But please don't have just, you know, I'm only going to say this because it's January 2nd. You know, your go- say somebody's goal is to lose 25 pounds in the next year. Just say it is, right? Sure. That should not be your goal. Sure. There, there should be no number attached to it because I really think of all of this just like I, my previous career. Okay, but why? Okay, so you know maybe it's eating good. Then you got to get to the you got to get to the gym. Right? Sure. All those things then create then the opportunity for you to you know reach this goal or financial goals. Shouldn't be to save them you know twenty thousand dollars in two thousand twenty. You know, it's how are you going to, you know, save on this or do this or do that? It should, it should be like life implementation where every single day or time, you know, if your goal is to save $2,000, say, okay, great. I got to, if my goal is to save $2,000, well, how much money do I need to save every day? Is it $2? Is it $5? Is it $20? Is it $50? And then you might realize that your goal is way more attainable and you could 5X it if you just say, hey, Today, I'm going to save $100, right? And if you save $100 every day, you're going to save up way more than two grand, right? Because what is two grand? It's like five, what, five or six bucks a day or something like that? But how bad do people want it? Because if you're not- Nobody ever wants it that bad. Nobody. You might, I might, a lot of other people might. A lot of people, a lot of people own their own businesses want it. But, you know, I answer people- all night, every night, you know, if, if, it can be one thirty in the morning. You're going to email me. I'm, you're getting a response back pretty quickly. You know, if I'm up, you're getting an answer, you know, you got to want it. You start a business because you want to, you know, or you need to, but that's a whole nother story. But, uh, um, I, again, uh, it, it is true, you know, how, how bad you want it. And if you don't, ha- you know, some people say, well, I don't know this and don't know that. Surround yourself with then people that, you know, know those things that might sure. be willing to help you or, or provide some advice. Sure. Sure. So what is, I guess, speaking of goals, what are your goals for 2020 now that we've just kicked it off? Well, I think I might have said something, you know, it's make somewhat close to the amount of money that, you know, sure. you know, it's again, got to get, got to pay the bills. Right. Of course. Uh, so what are some of my goals? Well, um, I know some, one of my goals is to, uh, uh, join some of my uh, peers that I see on uh, or other influencers on LinkedIn at some of these LinkedIn uh, live events, mm-hmm. uh, whether or not it's just speaking for, you know, five or 10 minutes on my experiences uh, with LinkedIn. And why do I want to do that? Not to gain more exposure, to get more business, because 
Um, that's not how organically I get my business, but I really do enjoy sharing my story on LinkedIn sure. and how that worked and how others might be able you know, to take advantage of that. Uh, other than that, um, I have some, uh, you know, financial, uh, uh, goals to get, uh, a few things, uh, paid off, not some debt, but some other big ticket, uh, items that, uh, because Tesla truck, things like that. <laughs> uh, I don't want to, uh, uh, you know, I want to be able to retire and, um, you know, be pretty much debt free with a couple different uh, investments that I have to be able to live more fruitfully. Sure. Um, I have a four year um, goal to not be living in Washington state. My wife thinks that four years is uh, a little, uh, might Short. Be a little yeah, but uh, <laughs> I don't think so. Um, no, our plan is to, uh, we want to retire in Hawaii. Nice. Um, but now that I work remotely, and she works remotely. You uh, could just go. We might be able to make that happen sooner than later. That's all. That's the, in my opinion, that's one of the biggest perks about like what I do. You know, with the exception of meetings, and I'm trying to coach my clients of getting me out of like going to like meetings. Like, hey, let's do a Zoom call. Let's do a phone call. You know, I'll spend two hours. I'd rather spend two hours with you on the phone than drive for an hour and then sit there for an hour. You know, and I'm still like working on educating people on like, hey, I don't need to be there for everything. Yes, part of my job is to go get content for social media and stuff like that, and I will fulfill my obligation. But on the flip side of things, it's you know, it's the it's the old you know, I just use the old school versus the new school. This old school mentality of like, hey, we're gonna have a meeting, let's do it in person. If I already know you, you already know what I do. We've already seen each other a bunch of times. A phone call, or let's meet in the middle. If you, if your office is in New York City, you meet me halfway. If you, especially if you live out here on Long Island, you know, oh, come to my office. Like I, I had one guy who was so insistent on like he's like, oh, come to my office, come to my office. Where is it? New York City, downtown Manhattan. I'm like, bro. So you want me to hold on? You want me to waste five hours out of my day for a forty minute meeting with you? Five hours, sorry, five hours from travel plus waiting for him to finish up a phone call and all that kind of stuff for a 20-minute meeting. So you burned almost my, literally my entire day because traveling on the Long Island Railroad is a nightmare. So my whole day was burned because the old school mentality just, he couldn't get out of his head to say, you know what, let me just let, let me just let him call in. Sure. You know, yes, I, there might be, you know, certain circumstances. Yes. Or, you know, different Agreed. things that people do, but no, yet, like you said, if you already know somebody too, I mean, I haven't met, you know, and I've been still doing this for a while. I haven't really, I haven't, uh, I've had some local people, but it's so much easier just to, you know, do it on a zoom or do a, or do a phone oh my call. God. It, it is. And, uh, um, just, yeah. Who wants to, wants to travel just for that now if that gentleman wants to pay you for that all all day long then maybe but yeah no just the, the pain of doing that and i, I know the traffic and uh, although i will not make that mistake again you know and i knew the scope of work wasn't that much but i thought it was going to be like a layup of like a sure. of a sale and i was like all right you know what if it's going to be a nice little easy layup why not sure. and like it was like an interrogation and and then i came and 
and I didn't. I ended up losing the deal, but not because I couldn't do the work, but because he, for some reason, had this idea that money that it was like going to be like dirt cheap for what he wanted. And then I told him how much it was, and he's like, "That much money?" I go, "What? How much do you think this was going to cost?" You know, I'm not an ER. You know. Um, you know, it's not going to be a surprise at the end of the whole thing. You're going to have a you have a general idea of what these things cost. You've ran a business for 20 years, and you you're surprised by the number. Oh yeah, I mean, uh, not. I get a lot of clients that are you know, and I don't think I I charge an awful lot. There's people out there that charge a lot more. Uh, they they have a hard time wrapping their head around because they're only paying for my time, and that's when people seem to lose value sometimes in others when they're only paying for time. Yep. They don't value, you know, they don't value their time. time uh, you know, the, the same way as, uh, as we do or others do. And, and time is the most, you can never get time back. Yep. So no time is, time's got to be worth what it's worth. Have you ever seen the, or heard the old story of the old man with his brass hammer and the ship engine? I don't know about that one. So, so there's, so there was this mighty, uh, I think it was like a cruise ship or something like that. Right. And, uh, the cruise ship, you know, they, it was, it was just offboarded everybody and it was sitting in Harbor and they went to go start the boat again. The boat wouldn't, wouldn't turn on. So, you know, they had the mechanics go down, the mechanics are trying to figure out everything, can't figure out anything constantly issue, 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 issue. And, uh, so the mechanic, one of the mechanics goes, hey, I have a friend of mine. He's done this for his whole life. He's got 40 years of experience on me. The guy's like 90 years old. He's like, let me call him. So the guy shows up, you know, half hour later, walks in, and all he has is a, is a brass hammer, right? I you know all the mechanics have their tools there. So he's like, all right, try starting the engine, walks through everything. He goes, okay. He goes, uh, yeah, I think I could fix it. And they go, okay, how much is it going to cost? And he's like, $10,000. Right? So like, okay, sounds great. Ten thousand dollars, perfect. So he takes out his little brass hammer and hits the engine in like two or three different little spots, and all of a sudden the engine kicks right back on again, like nothing had ever happened. You know, five minutes later, he's like, "All right," he's like, uh, "You know, I'll take my ten thousand dollars now." And they're like, ten thousand dollars? What do you mean? You were here for fifteen minutes. We can't pay you ten thousand dollars for fifteen minutes." He goes, "No, you're paying me ten thousand dollars for all the experience I got all my life." to be able to come in here and fix it in 15 minutes. That's, that's the best story. The best story. It's, you know, I was helping somebody with the resume not too long ago and, you know, and then I gave them the final product and they go, I don't like it. And I'm like, um, okay, so let's talk about, you know, what you don't like. Uh, and I don't like the look of it. One K. Uh, I think we had talked about this, you know, once before that, your pretty little resume that you had before that, that I scanned in, in the beginning and told you what percent. Well, yeah, but it looks better. Okay. But you know, again, Oh my God, I'm going to get you a product that will one get past the resume scanning software because sure. we're going to scan it. And then I'm going to put those keywords in it and spend my time helping you. Sure. Does it need to look pretty? Well, but I want it to look pretty. What do you want it to have? And then I resent her the little document that I send all my all my clients showing what the resume scanning software. And I go, I don't make this stuff up. Sure. I don't. I don't make it up. Sure. And 
Um, she had a hard time because other people told her or my, or I hear this one all the time. My dad says no more than a one page resume. I go, well, how old's your dad? And they might say, you know, somewhere around my age, I'm 50, going to be 51 uh, later sure. this month. But, and you know what, that might've been the case. And just like the guy with the hammer. And now that you told me that, I think I've, I've heard a story somewhat similar. Sure. Uh, again, you just want it to work. You want your engine to work. You want your, your search engine. Or That's the first question I have with people is how do you want your, how do you want your website to perform? Do you want it to be the number one on Google or do you want to have it look really, really good? I go, or do you want to break out the checkbook because you're going to spend big bucks for both. <laughs> and they're like, you know, deer and headlights. I'm like, well, these are your options. You can have the best operating. You can have the best looking. If you want both and you want a Lamborghini, I'll sell you a Lamborghini, but you're paying Lamborghini prices. But, but people will pay or, you know, uh, you know, they understand maybe why a Lamborghini is white, but some of this other stuff that you do, I do other. People sure. Do, it's not tangible, right? We don't, I mean, you, you can, you know, everything I do is not tangible. I don't, I don't have, you know, Somebody was like, hey, you know, can you print this out for me? I go, no. He's like, what, what do you mean, no? I go, I have a printer. He's like, you, you have an office? You don't have a printer? I go, for what? He goes, how do you print checks? I go, what are checks? I go, I've written 12 checks since I've had a, I've written one of them. And you want to know what half of them are all gone? New York State, because I don't accept credit cards. So six out of the 12 I've written have all gone to New York State. The other six were people that were very adamant about me giving them a check and not paying by any other form. That's it. Yeah. It's, um, you know, one person asked me, kind of like the guy with it, you know, but the, the reverse of it, you know, they're like, well, it probably only takes you like 40 minutes to make a resume for me. And I'm like, boy. I'd be a millionaire if it <laughs> that long. I'd charge only half prices and oh, yeah. I'd hire staff and uh, yeah. Sure. No, it, it's, it's all, it, it's all looking at it, thinking about it, maybe researching some stuff because my client didn't, you know, give me maybe enough information. And, uh, but you know what, I know we're talking about some of the ungrateful people, but you know, maybe those are few and far between. Most of my clients are very amazed at, um, you know, the, the products that we, and probably, you know, uh, same thing for you. The, it's just the ones, unfortunately, those, uh, those ones stand out to us from time to time. Oh, yeah, of course. That's, you know, that's the nature of owning a, you know, owning a business and stuff like that. But, you know, it's like, you know, oh, you know, you can get a website. You know, I had one customer. I was like, oh, I'll get you the website done tomorrow. They're like, oh, it's great. You know, and then I sent them the bill. Like, it was that much money? I go, I, I worked from when we got off the phone at 2 o'clock in the afternoon until 6 a.m. the next morning. You want that done tomorrow, right? I got it done tomorrow. You're not paying me overtime. So how much do you think it was going to cost? You know, and then I had to pay for all the premium photos and this, that, and the other thing. I'm like, people are out of their damn minds sometimes. <laughs> you know, it's you know, but then it's like you get the guy that's like, you know, you get the guy, you see him driving around like, you know, brand new Range Rover. And then you're like, hey, dude, can you chip in for lunch? And they're like, wait, I thought, I thought you were buying lunch. <laughs> like, bro, I'm driving a Honda Accord. You got a brand new Range Rover. There's something wrong here. All right. I'm not saying I'm poor. I'm definitely frugal. 
Well, like this is, you know, you can afford that, but you expect to be able to buy lunch? I'm like, you're crazy. That's how that's how he got to buy it. He, everybody's buying him lunch. Hey, oh God, he, I got to learn from that guy. You're right. I got to. I'm doing it wrong. I got to learn from that guy. Make oh, everybody yeah. else buy lunch. Well, you know, sometimes all of those people with the pretty houses and the pretty cars, <sighs> you know, they're at, like that one commercial a few years ago. You know, they're in debt up to their eyeballs, probably. So. Oh it, no, probably I know. Uh, I had I've had a couple financial advisors on. And one of them, my buddy Jeff in particular, he was like, he's like, I've rolled up to people's houses, Ferraris in the driveway, beautiful house. We look at their savings, nothing, you know, he's like, how much money do you make this year? Oh, you know, million dollars. Where do it all go? Well, I have two cars. I have the house. He goes, okay, if you get fired tomorrow, oh, I'd have to foreclose on my house and the cars are getting repoed and making a million bucks a year. So I'm going to readdress. We talked about how bad you want things, right? Yeah. So my wife and I wanted to purchase something pretty expensive for an investment. And so we saved, but we saved aggressively and still maxed out our 401ks. And we, we, we make an okay salary. Each of us made an okay salary. Sure. Um, but it was how bad we wanted it, you know, Fair we enough. saved so much money and still, like I said, maxed out our 401ks because of how bad we, you know, wanted something. Sure. We, we still went and splurged once in a while, a great meal, but most of the time we fix meals at home. You know, we don't drive fancy cars. We drive cars that are paid off and we take care of them. Um, so it really is how bad, you know, um, you want something it's not necessarily um, you, know, you have to make uh, you have to make it's not like you have to make a million dollars to save x amount of money because that person you know. no yeah I, uh, you know i tell people all the time they're like oh you know what yeah all these rich people like oh, it's not it's not how much money you make it's it's definitely how much money you send you spend they made a, how much money you send but it's also financial literacy right knowing when and when you can't pull the trigger of spending money you know, I definitely need to get better at it. There's no no doubt in my mind about that. But, you know, for the most part, I really have gotten way better at saying, hey, not only one, I can't afford it, but two, I don't have the cash flow for it. I don't have this. Do I actually need it? You know, I can't tell you how many kids my age. I say kids because I'm 27, but, you know, they're driving around. They don't have a real job. They're driving around in Beamers, you know, Mercedes. You know, they're, live, you know, they're paying $2,000 a month for their apartment and they have a couple bucks at the end of the month to spend on groceries. I'm like, dude, you know, I wouldn't give you a pass if you started your own business, but it's just, it's, it's crazy. It again, comes to how bad you want it. Fair enough. So, uh, so how did, did you, did you always live in Washington? How did you get there? And I, I'm, I'm kind of curious to see like the whole, the whole story now pre 2019. No, sure. So I've lived in Washington State uh, for all 50 plus years, except for nine months. I lived in Oregon, uh, okay. took a position there, then a uh, company moved me back to Washington. So, and I live on the east side of the Cascade Mountain Range. So if you think, you know, there's plenty of people that are listening that are going to uh, think that, uh, you know, if you live in Washington State, it just rains all the time, like Seattle, right? And right mm -hmm. now, from November to March, yes, 
Seattle is usually miserable. It's cloudy. It's rainy. And when I say rainy, it's just drizzly or whatever. It's drizzly, like, foggy, murky. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. But, I, but I live on the eastern uh, side of the Cascade Mountain Range, and we live in what's called a high desert here in Kennewick, Washington. So in the summer, plenty of days of 100 degrees. It's very dry. If we didn't have irrigation from the Columbia River that runs right through us, um, you know, we wouldn't be able to grow the apples and hops and stuff like that that we grow uh, in eastern Washington. Uh, so it's totally different climate than, you know, we get we get snow, don't have any yet. I mean, we've had a couple of days of just some little flurries and stuff. Sure. Um, but, you know, we get all four seasons here, get very, get very warm in the, in the, in the summertime and uh, Washington State. And plus, and Seattle is beautiful in the summer. It is, you know, it doesn't get a lot of rain. It, it gets, you know, it gets pretty warm. Don't get, don't get up to 90 once in a while in the summertime. It's just beautiful. It's cold in the winter, though. Um, well, it, over in Seattle, not really cold. Really? Here, oh, here it's cold. Oh, yeah, no, Seattle, nah. I mean, they'll dip. Oh, I don't know if they'll get to 20 ever. Oh my God! Do they get hot there? I mean, they'll get to ninety in the in the summertime, but it's just uh, just because of the coastal, you know, they they don't get that. Uh, no, mm. they might get to twenty, maybe. Uh, now we will in ge- not all the time, but we we will in late January. Sometimes okay. get below zero, get below zero over sure. here where I live. Uh, oh God! But <laughs> but uh, you know. It's it's it is what it is. That's why. Why do you think I want to move to Hawaii? You know what the weather is. Here's the weather in Hawaii. Here, oh. If you're a forecast, a weather forecaster in Hawaii, here's your here's uh, today will be a high of about uh, 85 degrees with a low of about uh, 71. We are expecting, you know, some maybe some showers. And showers in Hawaii mean this because me and my wife go quite often. Uh, showers <laughs> means it, it rains for 20 minutes and then whoop, it's uh, back up. Yeah. Yeah. So that is literally, I mean, doesn't Every matter day. When, when you go, no, it does not matter when you go to Hawaii, it is 80 something. They'll occasionally get, um, you know, into the mid or upper nineties. And yeah. that is very uncommon for them again, you know, mid, mid eighties lows in the whatever. Um, but, uh, if it, if it gets low sixties, I'm just saying if, uh, oh yeah, they're getting their jeans on, you know, <laughs> it's, I'm serious. And, um, a couple trips ago to Maui, we, we, we always go to Maui. We, um, we went to the volcano. Now this is the one on, on Maui. That's not active. Kind of like the ones that erupted, um, on the Island of Hawaii. Uh, but on Maui, um, we went and saw the sunrise and, mm-hmm. And I didn't wear jeans, even though I was told to. It was super cold. And even on that uh, mountain, occasionally it gets some snow that people can ski on for a brief period of time. I mean, it, sure. it, doesn't, it doesn't really have any slopes. You have to just kind of find your own your own way. But yeah. Um, but yes, so that's what, you know, we'd have to start our day there pretty early because they don't, they don't uh, turn their clocks back. So half the year, they're two hours behind and, uh, and then uh, the other half, they're three hours behind the Pacific time zone. So yes, if you live there, you know, might got to get up early, but uh, you probably get done earlier in the day. God, that's awesome. So uh, I guess share with me, how did you get, I know you told me how you got in the resumes, but like, what was your point leading, you know, what is the the past life been that kind of got you to this point and all that kind of stuff. Sure. Sure. Um, so I was in the, 
um, rent to own industry for almost 20 years, you know, rent to own TVs, appliances, uh, okay. mostly with a company called uh, Brenna Center. Okay. Uh, I was a district manager for um, eight plus years overseeing multiple, you know, site locations, traveling, sure. very rewarding for me. You know, you get to go into a particular store, find out, you know, what kind of training or developing um, those individuals need, uh, try to leave there. Uh, when you leave, are they better for you being there? Not because you're awesome in, in your presence or whatever, but again, did you share any knowledge, maybe role play with them on some different strategies, take a look at a profit loss statement, be able to under, you know, be able to, uh, you know, crunch the numbers for, so that they can, you know, financially, uh, you know, make more money at the store level and uh, disseminate that information throughout the, the coworkers. So everybody kind of gets it and um, has a venture, uh, you know, a, an interest in, you know, growing the business. Um, and, you know, that's, uh, again, a, a very rewarding to lead others. And, you know, even in coaching, kind of doing the same thing, kind of mentoring them you know, and, and guiding them, that is always kind of, I think that's, that led me to easily progress in what I'm doing because, you know, I treat a new client just like maybe a, a you know, a coworker. I'm, once they understand that, I'm really there for their best interest mm -hmm. and they can accept, you know, some of the things that, that I'm saying a little bit more, just like a coworker. Right. Sure. And I, I think that's, that's how I treat it. And that's how come I've been successful is because I actively listen, repeat that back to them, give them uh, advice and direction, and maybe share some best practices, you know, along the way that I've created whether it's in you know coaching or in my previous industry because a lot of them again coaching mentoring training doesn't matter where you're doing it it's mm -hmm. all about the it's all about the you know the end result making sure that that person really understands that you want them to succeed and when you're doing it uh and you know again you're working for for a company like i was again of course, I still benefited because, again, of course, my if my stores really realize that when I come in there, I'm there to training and to teach them and, and mentor them, then they're more apt to listen to some of the things that I have to say, which means we usually get better results. We get those results easier and year over year, you know, we're making uh, definitely making more money. So it was it was very hard because uh, it wasn't hard to leave the company. It was hard to leave those managers that I built you know, sure. really good relationships. You know, some of those I hired a very long time ago where I saw some of them buy their first home, buy their first car that wasn't a junker that, you know, would, that they could afford and enjoy. And yeah. And those are some of the, the, as I think back, uh, you know, those are the things that are most memorable is being able, you know, um, to affect others lives. Mm -hmm. And that is, oh, I mean, I, I always strive to have a hundred percent of my uh, coworkers um, doing 401k because and a lot of, and some of our employees were a little bit younger. So trying to get them to understand that you have, you need to save now. So you don't have to work until you're 80 unless you want to, Sure. but you know, and when you take a vested interest in somebody else other than work, like you're you like you want them to save. I remember uh, I was up uh, at a store in Wenatchee, Washington, which is a couple hours north of me, and 
there was this one coworker that just didn't understand the 401k and why he should do it or whatever. And about the only time that we could do it was before work. So we met for coffee, I bought him coffee. We probably spent about 45 minutes of me just simply explaining 401k, how it gets taken out and how it, you know, mm. the checks aren't exactly, you know, that much less. And you know what? And I didn't have to do that because I don't gain anything for him, you know, being in, you know, in that 401k program. But I genuinely, you know, wish I would have saved a little bit more when I was younger. I mean, I think of all the money that, uh, that I wasted on lots of frivolous stuff. And, yeah. uh, you know, again, uh, but I didn't have anybody, you know, coaching me and training me on that. Sure. Uh, I don't know if I would have anyway, but, uh, but, but anyway, when Ruben finally uh, decided to do 401k, I remember about six months after that, he goes, Dave, I upped it. I did instead of, you know, I, you told me that 3%, I wouldn't miss. So I did. So I upped it and did six and then, he, and then, uh, and then uh, bonus or not bonus time, but uh, review time came around and he got a, about a 2% um, increase in pay. Mm-hmm. And so he goes, Dave, I just upped it 2% because I don't, so now he's doing 8%. So again, you know, sure. but, then, but then when I'm interacting with him, talking to Ruben about X, Y, and Z and why we should do this, he never, he doesn't question me. Why? Because again, you know, when you connect with people on a level other than really, you know, the business part of it or whatever, um, you're you're able to get through them mm-hmm. better and they look at you differently. Sure. Than just a boss. And that is important. I think a lot of um, leaders fail, uh, fail to do that. And when they do, they just reap the rewards of it. I mean, it doesn't always have to be touchy feely or whatever, but again, uh, it, it gets easier to coach people when you, sure. have, that, when you have that relationship with them. Sure. Yeah, it's, you know, it goes back to doing the right thing. I, I, I preach a lot of just care. You know, if you just care even a little bit, you're, you're doing far more than most people are. So, you know, for the amount of time, energy, and effort that it takes for you to just care this much more than the next guy, you, you're eons ahead compared to anybody else. And that's what I think. I go back to that, you know, we were talking about LinkedIn and people, you know, maybe posting their first post, whether it's a video or just a post. But if one person learns from your post, one person learns something or it sparks some interest or whatever, mm-hmm. then you've done your job and you're going to, you're going to all the time. Today, I, um, today I posted, I said the first 20 people to, uh, I posted this on LinkedIn, the first 20 people to, res- to respond to this email that want me to scan their resume versus a job that you want to apply for, and I'll send you the results. First 20 people, I- I- I'm doing it for free. Mm-hmm. Now a couple of people, a couple of friends texted me and goes, oh, you're going to get some business from that. I may or may not, but I just want people to see maybe that don't know about the resume scanning software and see the results. Of course, the results on a few of them were, were not very good. Sure. But now they know at least to slow down and look for some things and, and giving back is so, so much fun. It sure. is. And, and you don't have to be giving back, you know, you know, giving you cash, right? I don't have to give you a present. Are you given time? Are you given knowledge? Or you're, you're and, gi- 
you're giving you are giving somebody an opportunity to better their lives. Yes, and knowledge and whatever can be worth a lot more than a simple little gift or whatever. So mm-hmm. that's cool. maybe I'll take you up on it, but you just scan my LinkedIn, not my resume. I love I love getting an extra set of eyes on things. Um, that's awesome, man. I love that. I love to hear that because it's. How did you know that the four hundred one k was important? I know it sounds silly, but a lot of people they don't. It's not that they don't care; they don't know how important it is. They, yes, and it goes back to some of those people uh, that we talked about uh, sure. before. Some of those people think, "Well, later, well, later, right? I will do once I make more money." I will put, I'll do 401k because I can't afford it. Oh, that's it. me. That's me. Yeah, I can't, I can't <laughs> afford it now. Here's what. If your employer lets you do, a, say, 1%, there are some employers that let you do one, maybe two or three, say 3%. You know, I don't think people realize that if you do it at an early age, 3% you're not going to miss because if you do 3% 401k, it doesn't mean your check's 3% less. Yeah. Like off your gross, then your tax. So it's eh, 2% less. Sure. And even 2% is not a lot of money. No, no. So you're not going to miss three, but here's what you will miss if you don't. And I didn't go to school. I I just learned this from life. Sure. You know, you, you can never get back those years that you didn't contribute. If you wait until you're 30 to contribute, well then, you know, you're going to not, you know, reap the rewards of anything that you could have done. Sure. Now that doesn't mean 30 is too late. Mm-hmm. You wait until you're 40 and to start putting away for 401k. And before I forget, if you own your own company, you can do a SEP, uh, a self-employed, you know, pension, and mm-hmm. you can do up to way more than the government uh, standards, depending on what you make. And it still works the same as a 401k. Oh, um, that's cool. But, yes. Uh, but but people just don't understand that that little percent that you do when you're 20 or 23, uh, it will snowball over time as you, you know, progress in your career and you making more money. And I always tell people that, you know, if you can, if you get a 4% raise and you don't need that, that 4% means, you know, you're still saving money. Up your 401k. You can do a max of $19,000 in a year. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're ages um, zero to 49, if you're 50, um, the government uh, allows you to do 25000 I don't know you could do 19000 19000 That's Damn. what you can contribute. Me and my, my wife max out. And then, like I said, now that if you're 50, you can do up to 25000 and, and the easiest thing to do is, you know, just take your beginning of the year take your wages figure out what divide nineteen thousand into it and you'll get a percent sure yeah and if you're making a decent salary yeah come close and you'll you know what but there's people out there that say don't do ever do more than what your employer matches because you're wasting it no you're not that's stupid if you can afford to save you save and yes at least do the minimum you know of what the employer matches but, uh, you know, people, people will say, well, I'll save somewhere, you know, I'll save somewhere else. Somewhere else don't happen either. Do yes. And until it hurts, you can always trim it back. Um, but yeah, you'll just never, you'll never get those years back. And 
it just grows. I mean, I'm so I'm 50 now, but I remember three or four years ago how much I, me and my wife had in ours. And it really does grow because there's more to grow. Mm -hmm. And, you know, stock market's been doing, you know, pretty good. So, um, and then, but yeah, a lot of self-employed people don't know that you can do up to 40 some thousand, I think, um, in a 401k or 25% of your gross wages, whichever is smaller. Okay. Whichever is smaller. Gotcha. Yeah, I think, you know, look, it's huge. It's, it's. Sadly enough, it's people, you know, people don't know, you know, it's people don't understand. Like, you know, my mom opened up my mail the other day on accident and uh, she saw my credit card bill and she's like, oh my God, that much money. And I was like, what do you, what do you mean? That's like my balance every month, you know? And she's like, you spend that much money. I go, what do you think? Software is free? This is really growing trees. I can I wake by the time I wake up and get out of bed, I've already spent two to three hundred dollars a day at this point. Yeah, I I charge everything up my um, credit card. Get the points, baby. Get the points. The points, the the whatever you got. Yeah, whatever percentages you get or whatever you're doing, your your air mile. You know, depends on what you want to do. But uh, oh god, yes. I mean, there's only a few bills now that don't get paid with a credit card, but we're very diligent about. You know, paying them, you know, immediately. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I got I got back a hundred and like 50 bucks on Amazon for paying for things on Amazon. Like, it it, with technology now, I mean, if, if, if we go and buy something and we use the credit card, I'm a little, I'm, I'm wound a little different. Sure. So I automatically get on my banking app and, uh, and I, uh, and I suggest a credit union or better. Um, I automatically get on my credit on, on my uh, bank account app and I just pay it. I mean, it literally takes me longer to log in than it does to, you know, to pay the bill. Um, so it's, it's too easy nowadays to not do it. Yes. It, it, it is so simple. So simple. And, uh, um, I might, you know, now we're talking, you know, finances and stuff like that. I did not go to school. So uh, <laughs> you know, disclaimer, you know, down on the bottom. <laughs> Disclaimer, but over time and life and, you know, a few different uh, podcasts that I listen to almost daily, one, one guy in particular, I have... Dude, Dave Ramsey? No, I only somewhat like Dave Ramsey. Who do you follow? Uh, Clark Howard, because he's definitely cheaper than... Uh, Dave, Dave Ramsey, I like some of his stuff. Some of it. Okay. But Clark Howard just resonates with me more. I am more the... Um, I'm not a cheapskate because on good things, I, you know, I will, but, um, uh, you know, Clark Howard will teach you, uh, you know, about, you know, credit freezes and just, just different everyday life little, sure. little, little hacks where Dave, there's, there's just a few things with Dave that uh, I don't necessarily you know, agree with. with. Yeah. Now, again, it's not agree with because what he's saying is all true. Just choose not to, to do, but. Yeah, I mean, but if you if you follow him and, and you choose to do what he says, you, you won't go wrong there either. So. Sure. The uh, no, I like that. Yeah, we'll 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 slowly migrate away from finance. But uh, <laughs> there's one guy I follow. I give him a quick shout out. Uh, uh, Stephen uh, Stephen Grant is that his name? He's a young kid, super smart. He's making. He's like, he exploded on YouTube. I've been following him for like, well, you know, he gained a couple hundred thousand followers already. Um, 
Oh, uh, wow, I couldn't remember his name. Stephen Graham. But uh, Graham Stephan. Oh, my God, that's so bad that I can't remember it. Uh, but it's cool. He's like a young kid, and he, like, understands finance. He's, like, you know, he's 20, 25, 26 years old. He already owns, like, 12 properties and stuff like that, and just super smart. Proper. Oh, I, me and my wife wish because we, we bought a condo in Maui last year. Uh, and we are renting it out to long-term tenants. Sure. Um, and that is going to be where we, you know, live and retire and hopefully working there. But anyway, sure. um, I wish I, I mean, we, we own a home here too, but uh, I wish I would have bought in property at a younger age because generally, I mean, unless something really were bad to happen where you're buying it, your, you know, property values only go up and yep. reap the rewards. And if you can do that in an early age and maybe get into, you know, just something basic, you know, sure. and then just snowballs and keep going and yeah, oh yeah. So that's cool. All right. Good to know. I will, uh, I'm definitely going to at some point or another be buying properties. It's a matter of, uh, I need slightly a little more cash flow to do that. But, uh, okay. you know, it's, it's funny, right? You know, people, it, people don't understand like why would you want to buy rental properties and things like that or whatever that's a whole nother podcast <laughs> so so dave as as we're coming towards the the the, the ending here what, are there any things that you want to share with me anything like that that you would like the listeners to know about any amazing uh, stories any amazing stories well um boy um, I know that was a curveball. Yeah, and they're amazing stories. Um, well, um, my very first job in life, uh, I sold uh, worms on the street corner uh, to people going out to go fishing. I was just going to say fishing. Yep. Uh, in my backyard, we had a dirt uh, patch that we would put plywood. Me and my dad would put plywood on. And I was uh, pretty young. I was maybe seven, eight, nine. Uh, um, and then we go out at night, flashlights, grab them all. And these were all big ones. My best customer, I remember this to this day. Uh, this, I lived over near Seattle, a little bit wetter, a lot more worms. But anyway, um, <laughs> my best customer, I finally asked him one day um, because he would come random days. Cause sometimes I'd go out there on a Thursday if I thought it would be business would be good, but mostly on the weekends. And I said, buy it like a ton of, you know, are you going to fish with that many worms? And I can't remember what I charge for, you know, Baker's dozen, 13, sure. uh, maybe a buck. I don't know. Um, but he owned piranhas and he said it was the cheapest way for he meat for, for him to feed them. Oh my God. Piranhas was worms. He sure. said they were fine. He says it was just cheaper than anything else out there. So anyway, uh, that is brilliant. That was, I guess my, he had piranhas. What an interesting pet to have. Yeah. I mean, I guess you don't want to make a mat or not feed them. And put them in <laughs> it, might, it might not be something you want to cuddle with on the couch. No, I, I don't think so. That's that's interesting. That's pretty yeah. cool. Oh, so you've always had a little entrepreneurial spirit. You know, I, looking back, yes. I mean, uh, I delivered I delivered newspapers for years at a very young age, and this was back in the day. So this was in the 80s, early, very early 80s, um, where I would go knock on doors and collect money. Mm-hmm. Well, in the rent-to-own industry, that's you know, if people don't pay you, you you know, you do go to their house and you know, ask for money and stuff like that. But you know, looking back, I mean, my mom never went with me. 
I knocked on these doors at, you know, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. I mean, I go to their newspapers for a long time. Knock, knock, knock. I'm, you know, collecting for the Auburn Globe, you know, here, you know, for seven fifty for, a, you know, a month. Here's a little ticket. And, oh, I need to come back when you got more money. Okay, when can I expect, you know, you to be home and come back? So, uh, looking That's back, crazy. I was doing collections even before I worked uh, in the rent-to-own uh, uh, that's funny of course now you don't collect you know everything's you know if you get the newspaper delivered mostly they're motor routes and uh they, i can't uh, even imagine who gets a get newspaper bill. delivered anymore no i who would yeah no i get i get some silly. Calls once in a while and i'm like i don't even want it for free all i would do is just use it for firewood know, people's presence or yeah <laughs> i would oh oh and my the god there is the comics Oh, it was uh, Venezuelan Venezuelan money is worth um, more money. It's worth more as wrapping paper than it is worth currency. <laughs> I swear to God, I couldn't believe it. I was like, oh my God, they've had a real bad part. <laughs> That's horrible. Yeah, so. But uh, awesome, man. Well, Dave, give any, any last shout-outs, how do people find you? Do you want them to connect with you on LinkedIn, anything like that? Sure. I think the best thing to do, yep, go to LinkedIn, David Alto. Uh, you'll find me there. Follow me. Follow my posts. Um, not that it matters, but uh, I'm coming up on 20,000 followers. Hit that before my birthday. Congratulate. When's your birthday? January 24th. Well, happy early birthday. Thank you. But uh, at the, yeah, at the rate, and I, I don't, it's not that it's a big deal, but again, the more followers, more connections, just more people get to influence and help. Sure. And that's why, but you know, I just remember way back in the day when I had, you know, three, 400 connections, I'm like, Oh my God, how does somebody have a, a, an entire arena? You know, think of a basketball. 20,000 people that are connected to you. Yeah. Who, yeah. That are connected to you. That's stupid, crazy. And uh, you don't have to be some big shot. Uh, to have a bunch of followers, you just uh, you know got to be consistent and uh, be yourself. I love it. I love it. Dave, thanks for coming to hang out with me, man. I appreciate it. Oh, hey, had a blast. I, I, I really did. Thank you very much. Anytime, brother. Alrighty, guys, thank you so much for tuning into another episode of the Brutally Honest Podcast. As always, I am your host, Harrison Barron, and thank you so much for hanging out with me. I do genuinely appreciate it. Um, life's been crazy. Life's been good. Business is exploding. Podcast is doing great. There's just, there's literally so much, there's so much that I'm doing, and to take you guys along with me, along the journey that I'm on, is literally the most rewarding thing possible it's the messages it's the messages you guys send me it's the love you guys share it's telling people about the podcast it's all that kind of stuff that warms my heart fills it up with joy with honestly without you guys this wouldn't be possible i get so so emotional at the end of the show because like i'll do the show and then typically a couple days later i'll like i'll do like the intro and the outro and I'll look back at the show, and actually the show was recorded a while ago, but just Dave's a swell dude, and I'm literally so fortunate to have so many amazing guests on the podcast. It's it's literally insane how lucky I am. So 
I appreciate the heck out of all of you guys for being here. Thank you so much for downloading the show. If you haven't already, please download it and please subscribe. It does help the show. And tell somebody about it. That's literally how I keep doing the show. And if you know anybody that wants to be a sponsor, that's huge too. But honestly, it's not my not my main goal. It's literally self-funded. I just like doing this because I love you guys. So that's it. I'm done ranting. I love you. I'll see you guys on the next one. Until then, peace.